Hey guys, John with Scottsdale Living, and this is like one of my favorite people in the world, Solange Whitehead, who's a city council member. And this is going to sound crazy, but we kind of grew up together. Like our first, our first podcast was 2018, and I think that was your first year on city council, right? Yeah, so I think so. Right when I was running, or I just won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we you, did it, grow up together. Right? Yeah, it was crazy. We had uh, we met in Old Town at a different location with Kathy and Littlefield, I think, at the time. And then we progressed through the years. And uh, thank you. Just thank you for sticking with us. And I'm glad you're still here on the council and still representing. This is second term, right? Second term. Yep. And thanks to you, we have a brand new general plan. Podcast with a general plan was so informative that the voters swung and passed it. I know. It's fantastic. First it time really in 20 years. I know. It was, a, it was a long delay, right? So let's kind of hop into it. So one thing that is... Uh, I'm really, I've been reviewing this for the last couple of days, right, is the city budget. So, I mean, the city budget now, and you know this better than I, so correct me if I'm wrong, but we're at like $2.5 billion, um, which is double what it was four years ago. So, I think people would really like to know, like, you know, where does the money come from and is it going to be there next year? Yeah. So, the city budget is divided into two main parts, mm -hmm. the operating budget and the capital improvement uh, project budget. Right. So the, um, and the CIP, mm -hmm. we commonly call it, is definitely the bigger part. That's the investment. So this budget is my favorite budget. It's yep. my fifth budget on city council, and it is very resident driven. So the operating budget, that's the general fund, mm -hmm. that comes directly from taxes that our residents pay, property taxes, and of course our property values are going up even sure. though our tax rate's not. And sales tax, which is also flat, but mm -hmm. people are spending money and there's more people and more visitors. Right. And the CIP comes from part of that, but it comes from uh, the, the bonds. Again, mm -hmm. one of the many accomplishments I'm proud of on city council is for the first time in 19 years, uh -huh. the city uh, overwhelmingly, our voters overwhelmingly passed the bonds. Yeah. So that pays yep. for a lot of our CIP sale of uh, public land and other right. sources. So, yeah, we are in. Excellent financial shape. Let me just say we're one of four cities in the state that have a AAA bond rating. Mm -hmm. What that means is that when we borrow money, it costs less. Yeah, totally. More money for other projects, more money for other priorities. And the other thing is in my four years, we have renegotiated uh, many of our contracts mm -hmm. to favor taxpayers. Sure. We have uh, doubled up on our reserve requirements. Mm -hmm. So we're three times higher. Our general fund reserve, that's our rainy day fund, right. is three times higher this year than it was when I first got on council. Yeah, which is fantastic. I mean, that's great work. Yeah. So where, how, do, where, how does that play into tourism? So what percentage would you say of the income that comes into the city is directly related to tourism? Well, the beauty of tourism is it pays for all of us to be on vacation year-round. Yeah, yeah, totally, right, <laughs> so, which is not bad. Which is a great thing. But we're coming into that time of year where maybe I'd rather be on vacations on the beach. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm still having fun here, don't Yeah, me? yeah. <laughs> so tourism has is a separate fund, and yep. it's the bed tax. Right. But we have had the most spectacular year in yeah. tourism. Uh, it was, we hosted over a million people in our city in a two-month period. Yep. Uh, one day Hello, alone. Oh, Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. Was one day, I know. Yeah. We just, but we did it. We had a million people show up to Scottsdale, completely enjoy their time safely. We had no yeah. um, incidents, no public safety incidents. It was smooth. We didn't even have any traffic. Yeah. And it was, you know, the worst thing that happened, which was kind of funny, is we did have a streaker mm -hmm. at Waste <laughs> Management Open. You got to yeah. have something. Yeah. So that was our big 
the big swim coming out the 17th hole or whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, he went for a while too. Ran the whole yeah. length of the court, you know, he the whole, was he was, good. yeah, totally. But there's a lot of police there waiting for him to come out of the water too. There's a lot of preparation to make sure if somebody did want to commit yeah. a crime, yeah. it probably won't happen, yeah, but streakers aside. So, uh, yeah, we had this tremendous season, but I think what's lost in that is that, well, about uh, 25% of our sales tax mm -hmm. is paid for by tourists and that sales tax pays for that budget, those right. infrastructure, the preserve and pays for all kinds of uh, our stadium upgrades and all the things sure. that we, we, we want year-round. The thing that's hidden in the tourism numbers is that we are our tourism is really broadening. Mm -hmm. So our facilities are booked year-round. Yeah. We're no longer, we no longer have a, a tourist season. We right. have a primary tourist season. Sure. And we're um, bringing in many new types of events. So this week we have the Pac-12 mm -hmm. in our stadium. Yep. That's about three years old, and yet we have you know, we have the Arabian Horse Show, which is 50 years yeah, old almost. Yeah. So, and then we're seeing summer, we're we're becoming a mecca for uh, tournaments, yeah. like volleyball tournaments at Westworld yeah, in yeah. the summer. So, and, and even our newish events have become world-renowned, like Canal Convergence. Yeah. And one more thing on tourism, we're also every year getting greener and greener 100 and i love and that. that is huge so our waste management open yep. was waste free our canal convergence is waste free i'm working on july 4th being waste free sure. so we're doing a lot um we've always known the environment is the economy and we're kicking butt on both i know it's fantastic so just we'll get back to the budget but let's spin off on waste management open a little bit how involved is like the city of scottsdale because obviously waste management is in phoenix right but I mean, no, it's, it's actually in Scottsdale. So it's, it's the Phoenix Open right? in Scottsdale. Yeah, that's right. No, it's that's right. Scottsdale. Yeah, because it's at <laughs> we yeah, own it. Scottsdale TBC. That's totally right. Um, yeah. So how involved? Because that is now, that's now like a two week event. I mean, that's not a that's not a five day golf tournament. Because I mean, I went to a concert the weekend before, and mm -hmm. I know there was a concert even before the concert we went to. Yes. So is that is the city pretty involved in that? And how much? You know how much what's the goal because it's, it's it's fantastic first of all but secondly it's a lot and i mean it's getting bigger and bigger yeah i mean it generates a lot of dollars for hotels and our restaurants and and, and sure. all of our businesses it just shines a beautiful spotlight on scottsdale because the number of people that come to the event and come to the different concerts is small compared to the people yeah. that are watching it on TV. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it represents us really well. It does really represent. Yeah. And this year we really promoted, we had um, PSAs about um, toilet to turf. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yep. our uh, recycled water was the making... greenest show on earth, right? Isn't that, wasn't it's the biggest outdoor event yeah. in the country. I wouldn't doubt it. I and mean, the greenest yeah. show. So I can't remember how many tons I'm on the board of a waste right. knot. We rescue food. Mm -hmm. So um, all the food that could be rescued for human consumption went to waste knot. Mm -hmm. There was waste management did composting of all the uh, compostable from paper plates to sure. food waste sure. and recycling. Um, there was energy generation from it. It was a very green event. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so much fun. And I just love to see it growing bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then with the addition of the Super Bowl, I mean, it was, it that was just like a magical week, right? I mean, it was so, like here, we're in Old Town right now. Yeah. So, I mean, we literally, there was celebrities walking by, professional athletes, you know, broadcasters, everybody. 
it was so fun and it was so well done. You just come here and you could just relax. Yeah. You can walk down the street. You don't need bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. It's just totally. we are a safe and fun place to be. And I will tell you that our Scottsdale Airport, um, there were almost 500 planes that yeah. took off or landed in a 24-hour period and not a single delay. Yeah, I know it's amazing. So that airport, and I mean, obviously you get it all sides for the airport, I'm sure. Um, but it's the single busiest one single runway airport in the in the country, right? It is. Yeah. So I mean, if I remember correctly, it's like every sixty seconds or fifty seconds, there's a plane taking off. Yeah. yeah. And so, and very well run, which yeah. is why the FAA, back to the budget, yeah, they can. They had an eleven million dollar grant that they could divide up among other airports, sure. but they chose um, to give it all to Scottsdale mm -hmm. this past year. And we redid the runway. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I remember that. And they did it pretty quick. Paid. I mean, oh, that was yeah. a good job. We're, we're, we're efficient. They yeah. give us money, we get the job done. So one thing that was kind of, and I don't want to say buried, but I don't think a lot of people maybe know about this or heard, and I don't know that much about it. I just caught it in the budget, though, is Scottsdale Promise, right? So is that, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I assume you are. But so that's a free two-year education for who? Right? So the Scottsdale Cares is what I'm thinking of because we have, where citizens can give to Scottsdale yeah, uh, charities. There was, wasn't there a line item in there for a free two years at Scottsdale Community College for? Oh, is it? Are, yes, we are putting together a grant. Good catch, okay. and I even forgot the name of it. Yeah, yeah, that, yes. I didn't. I'd never heard of it. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. And I'll tell you, with a two point five billion dollar budget that yeah. I've been working on since November. There's a few line items. There's a few yeah, line items, know. and but that is a good one. And the mayor was very proud of that. When uh, Mayor David Ortega mm -hmm. got elected, and this was something I was really interested in, he formed a committee mm -hmm. so that the city, Scottsdale Community College, and Scottsdale, Community, uh, Scottsdale Unified School District could meet once a quarter and share resources to sure. get things done more efficiently for the constituents we represent. So that was an outcrop of that. Okay. And Scottsdale Community College is such a treasure. Yeah. Uh, it because they produce um, job ready mm -hmm. students. So you're not just going in there and studying business. You're you're going in there to study something specifically a company in Scottsdale or in the Valley needs. Yeah, and it was. I mean, for us as a family, it was great because our kids did like their first two years there, right? So, oh, I love Scottsdale. You Community saved so much money, be, yeah. you know, versus going to four year. But do you? I mean, can you expand upon the program a little bit? Is it gonna? Is it truly like? Three, two years of school? You know, I don't know the details. Okay. But okay. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find out and I'm going to get you that information. Okay, cool. yeah, but it absolutely. did. It was, I'm on the committee. I'm on the yeah. Scott's, this education committee. And so it, it was brought up and we agreed we liked it. Sure. But I haven't. And that's how I got in the budget. But beyond that, I yeah. need some details. Well, so it looks like the money was just set aside for development and whatever down the line. So let's talk a little bit about infrastructure. So $1.4 billion. Yeah. How is it? I mean... So this is your fifth year, right? Yes. And you started at one point three billion for the whole budget, yeah. and now just the infrastructure part is one point four billion. How? What is that like sitting there looking at that? Yeah. Well, what I look at is, um, and, and grants are a really big part of that. Um, so I do want to talk on federal grants and sure. other grants because this is our staff is exemplary mm -hmm. at applying for grants yeah. and getting the grants. Sure. And that pays for a lot of these projects. And so if you looked at the pie chart of where the money's coming from, that's mm -hmm. part of that pie chart. But what I like is how much has been done yeah. and how broadly that money's being spent citywide. Right. So uh, this budget has two of the infrastructure projects are directly tied 
to citizens coming to a city council meeting with a petition. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about a democracy that works. Yeah, that's <laughs> an action, right? That's yeah. fantastic. So uh, citizens came to me and there's a sidewalk gap. Mm -hmm. and, and it sounds like, okay, there's a gap. But it was a pretty dangerous gap from Indian School to Camelback Road on 68th Street, which is beautiful homes on both yeah. sides of the roads. Those residents would have to walk in the road to get to the miles and miles of Indian school paths sure, sure. or to get to downtown. Right. And I'll be honest, we have thousand plus miles of streets. We're doing a lot. We did not catch that gap. Right. But once those citizens brought a petition, showed us the gap, it is in the budget. And not only is it in the budget, but it turns out we have to do drainage work, which mm -hmm. is paid for through a grant sure. on that exact stretch of road. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we combine the two, yep. minimize the cost, and you know, one one and a half years, two years after they come to us, they're going to have a sidewalk, which yeah, is you know, always a starting. So, totally. so that was one. The second one, we had uh, residents come to us and say, "How come there are no pickleball courts in the south?" Well, you could not build enough pickleball courts right now, right? I mean, it's uh, Kelly Shumway, who's a really good friend of the Scottsdale Living Crew, is she does all of the the pickleball classes for the group. And it's, it's an unbelievable. I mean, you couldn't build enough of them. Turns out my son plays pickleball. I'm like, you do? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Everybody does. Everybody plays pickleball. So, yes, but we have lots of pickleball. Not enough. We have lots of pickleball courts north of Shea. Right. So, we, none south. So, I'm wow, like. Wow, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, yeah. So, guess what's in the budget? Yeah. Pickleball, Eight pickleball courts. courts at Pima Love Park, it. Thomas and the 101. Yeah. But more than that. Again, that partnership that we have with Scottsdale Community College, they have pickleball courts at Scottsdale yeah, yeah. Community College, but they're not open on Sundays and they had limited hours if the college Is that was that a budget, a budget restraints or whatever for the college or it they just, just didn't do it? it? It just was, that's how they operated their tennis courts. That's sure. how, so I went to the president of Scottsdale Community College. We had a big meeting with uh, Jim Thompson, our mm -hmm. city manager. Boom. Starting August, Scottsdale Community College, not in Scottsdale, but next door, yeah. will have their pickleball courts open um, on Sundays and on holidays. That's fantastic. I so, absolutely love it. So speaking of Jim, he's got what? He's gone this year, right? In October? Well, I think we need to have, we have had such a busy year, this yeah, blockbuster yeah. tourism year, and we've gotten so many of our infrastructure projects sure. done. Um, so uh, I believe in June we're... Probably it'll be an executive session yeah, where yeah. we get together and talk about uh, what's next for sure. this position and how do we um, put it out there to get and and what what are his desires? Yeah, absolutely. Good. But he's been you know he's he's been critical to getting a lot of this yeah. infrastructure done. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So what's going on? Talk to me a little bit about apartments, right? Okay. So this is this is a big subject for everybody. Development and what is the what's the mindset of the city council? And, you know, what is new development look like for us going forward? Thank you. That's a yeah. great question. So I will say that 2010s mm -hmm. was a decade of apartments. Yeah. A lot of projects approved, um, some 20,000 apartment units right. approved during that time period. And the approvals have gone down about 70%. Sure. But development fundamentally, the baseline for developing apartments has completely changed mm -hmm. in the last four years. And I definitely have quite an active role in that. Sure. So a few things we're missing, um, open space. Yeah. As we get more people, as long as we keep up with open space, then we still keep our quality of life. Totally. So what we're seeing now is every single development that comes 
to us has a significant portion of it set aside as not just open space, but public open space. Sure. So if that's you want to have, yeah, if you want to have a pool on your roof, don't count that that's open space maybe. Right. But what, what I'm looking for, for my approval is that public open space. We have pedestrian connectivity. We're mm -hmm. well into getting, truly getting that emerald necklace path system yeah. that we talked about in 2018. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's where we connect all parts of downtown mm -hmm. with a pedestrian paths. Right. And that's being done with, in conjunction with development and with the support of the developers who own the land or sure. the private landowners. So that's really made some headway. Um, in December, monumentally, the Scottsdale City Council six to one uh -huh. approved uh, some of the greenest building codes in the nation. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I do want to touch base on those green building codes because people say um, I've gotten some, you know, some pushback saying, "Oh, you're such a greenie." You know, yeah, greenie as in dollars. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very greenie when it comes to dollars, especially your tax dollars. So what these green building codes do is they. Uh, just require slightly or better built sure. buildings. And when you have better built buildings, the costs, according to ASU, could be 0% sure. to the developer, up to 10%, depending on what they want to do. And But the savings are immense. So urban heat is mm -hmm. increasing. Well, every time an air conditioner flips on, our air gets hotter. Sure. So what these buildings do is they have your air conditioners come on less. Mm -hmm. In an apartment, the building codes will result in 20% less water usage. Wow. It's significant. Right. Um, they, the American Lung Association came in swinging in favor. We have some of the dirtiest air. Yeah. These play a really big role in keeping our air clean, keeping sure. our air cool, and it all adds up to lower utility bills for those future residents. Plus, we know from the experts that the buildings that are built with these codes last longer. There, there's less maintenance cost mm -hmm. moving forward for the for the owner, right? And that also helps keep the rent down. So those building codes, and I will tell you that I've been requiring those building codes long before we sure. adopted them. So, well, so what's the developer? I mean, so you've got the two sides, right, in Scottsdale for sure. What's the developer feedback on that? I mean, is it do they feel it's detrimental? Does it hold back development? Because I mean, from what you're saying, zero to 10% difference in the cost, it seems like it's offset in what you get at the end anyways, if it's much more efficient and usable. But you know, is there a lot of kickback from the development community as far as that? No, so the the Arizona Multi-Housing Association mm -hmm. fought back. The only developers who are hurt are those who probably don't, aren't situated here in Arizona sure. and want a quick buck and get out of town. Yeah, yeah. But all the- So they're not vested anyway. They're not vested. Yeah. But the development community, Optima, David Hovey from Optima. Mm -hmm. um, Which is, Optima's everywhere now. It's fantastic. Their buildings are amazing. Amazing. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and and so those types of, the types of developers that traditionally build in Scottsdale were very supportive of sure. the green building code. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So what are we looking for as far as new projects coming up for housing? Because obviously housing is still a big issue in Scottsdale. I mean, we need more of it and we need affordable housing, of course. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about that a yeah. little bit. So first of all, if the, the fastest way to get more housing in Scottsdale is to get those developers who have the entitlements, right. they've been approved for apartments, to get them building. Sure. So we have about six to six to 8,000 units. They're approved and mm -hmm. we need those built and that can make a big difference. Sure. We have 5,000, 6,000 
of our homes, uh, whether they're condos or houses, mm -hmm. being used as short-term rentals. Yeah. Huge impact. So, and it's oversaturated anyways, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, being in the business, being in real estate, mm -hmm. the, you know, the bookings for the Super Bowl were in, in they're directly indicative of that. I mean, they're way over, there's too many. Too many. You know what I mean? They couldn't fill them up. They weren't in max capacity. They weren't getting the money they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And when you've got 6,000 Airbnbs, it's just a detriment to the city as a whole. It is absolutely all the data from Maricopa Association of Governments shows. It is increasing our rent. Yep. It is decreasing our availability. It's hurting those home buyers, especially yep. first-time home buyers who can't compete with, you know, with cash. Yeah. So, so if we want to solve a housing shortage, those are the two low-lying fruits sure. that get the developers who got the entitlements built and and start regulating short-term rentals, allow cities to better regulate short-term rentals. Sure. And we definitely want the short-term rental industry here, yeah. but we want to be able to regulate it somewhat. Yeah. And the state took a lot of that control away, right? Oh, but I mean, oh, you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember because what was it a year ago or a year and a half, the city of Scottsdale came out with the new ordinance on short-term rentals yeah. and registering them and everything. And and I think additional fines for the owners, right? If they were the ones that had the bad, the party houses. Yeah, but they're very, very weak. Yeah. Can I, I just say, and and we, I think Scottsdale, we're always first. Like yeah. we were the first to implement it. We've done the best in terms of getting, forcing those, you know, a lot of these are out of country owners yeah. to register. But here's what I really want when it comes to short-term rentals. This will solve everything. And it's true with anything, whether it's a water bill, a trash bill, or anything. You want people to pay the true cost of whatever it is sure. they're getting. So if we have short-term rentals paying the true cost of operating a short-term rental in Scottsdale, then we will that will self-regulate the industry. Yeah, totally. So on these party houses, if you go to um, cities in California, what they do is they have three strikes you're out. Mm -hmm. So... There's there's an ordinance. You know what you're allowed to do. Sure. And if if a short term rental uh, guests break one of those ordinances and it's verified, it's not like you know sure. it has to be gone through the system. That's one. That's mm -hmm. and it's one strike, not against the house. You know, 32 Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. It's the guy who owns the house, not his LLC. Right. It's the guy. Sure. So if you know five houses down, he has another short term rental. And that is, uh, it violates that strike two. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh -huh. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you have strike, you know, you get so it's some... not property based. It's, it's, it's the guys that have it, the multiple units that yeah. come in and develop 20 of them. It's you know? John Doe. Yeah. Not his LLC. <laughs> that makes sense. Totally. So then you get the third strike, and this is not limited by time. Right. You get that third strike, you, John Doe, are not allowed to operate short term rentals in Palm, uh, Palm Springs, for yeah. instance. Wow. That's what we need here. The, what we got from the state legislature is so difficult for mm -hmm. it's three, you have to have three strikes in a one year period. Yeah. Only that one house can, and it can only be taken off for a year. Yeah. It's just not. It, it's got no teeth. It's got not enough teeth. Yeah. And we, we want to help the many good operators out oh, of there. Course. So that's, that's well, my it's a check balance, right? Cause yeah. I mean, now you're like what the number one bachelorette or number two bachelorette bachelor destination. Yeah, that's fine. So we, yeah, we want those houses for sure, but we don't need 6,000 of them. Yeah. And we did just, all you have to do is, and, and Palm Springs charges the true cost because we're in our budget, mm -hmm. a big part of our budget. We, we need more police. We need code enforcement. That is all for short-term rentals. Yeah. We, the taxpayers should not be paying for that. It should be a an annual fee 
that, uh, and I think the annual fee for the short-term rental operator is like 50 bucks or, yeah, so, yeah, or maybe yeah. it was budget. It was something so small, but in Palm Springs, the um, short-term rental operators pay for seven full-time staff to make sure that all the ordinances are oh, wow. adhered to. Yeah. And so that would help too. Yeah. So comparatively, what's the staff in Scottsdale for that look like? Or is there staff for that? There's no, um, it's all paid for through taxpayers, but, and up until now, we've had people divided. So code enforcement had a full-time job already. Yeah. And then and this on the top. you yeah. have 6,000 short-term rentals overnight. Right. So, and police, same thing. So, you know, the, you know, the lesson learned for, I would say for Governor Ducey is bad laws hurt in more ways than you can think. Sure. And they're very difficult to reel back in. So right. this was just, I understand what his goal was, but it was, you know, he, the law unleashed an unregulated industry on yeah. our neighborhoods. So to speak in that, what's, is there, what's the contact with the new administration? I mean, is there talks about that and changing it? So I have a meeting next week. I am on a league of, an Arizona League of Cities and Towns committee. You are a busy woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we get to do a lot of things on council. And yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. fun. So we're going to be making recommendations for the legislature sure. to um, help us a little more. Again, we I stay in short-term rentals. Right. We do not want to eliminate this important. We, I love the fact that, you know, two families can get together with their kids and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's totally. Yeah. But we just want to make it so it's, we tilt that playing field in favor of the good ones. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So let's switch over to another one, which is, has been untouchable or touchable. It's all over the board, right? It's water. So, you know, I've read this really interesting article that was directly tied to the Rio Verde situation, and it didn't directly relate to it, but the article stated, you know, the main reason for the change in, in policy in Rio Verde was because there was such a water crisis in Scottsdale. I don't think that article is necessarily right. Um, it, I think it was kind of misleading. So can you kind of clear that up a little bit as yeah. far as we have water? I mean, yes. it's not... It's an issue. It's always an issue. We live in the desert, right? But it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not a crippling issue. I mean, it just has to be managed. Is that right? Yeah. So I'll try to explain this in a nutshell. So this um, cities operate with all kinds of, you know, within state statutes and requirements. So the cities in Arizona um, are required to have a drought management plan. So Scottsdale has yeah. a drought management plan. We're also required to have a hundred-year water supply when built out. Right. So um, up until... Well, can you clarify that? So what does that mean when like all the projects on the table are done? Mm -hmm. You have to have a hundred-year water supply for that. Correct. So anytime that you bring in a new project, you've got to allocate and make sure that there's a hundred-year water supply for that new project yes. as well. Okay. And, so, and you know, that really makes Arizona stand out. Yeah, yeah. So it's really only in the urban areas, but it's a real standout uh, sure. requirement. So... Um, you know, for decades or 15 years or so, um, we have a standpipe. Mm -hmm. And so any like developers sure. who are construction companies, anybody could buy water from city, yeah. from the city. And it turns out Rio Verde, which has been growing in leaps and bounds far faster than Scottsdale, mm -hmm. water haulers were going to that standpipe sure. in residence, buying water and using it for Rio Verde foothills. Once our drought management plan kicked in because of the drought yeah. and because of the new levels of water conservation that are sure. required, then we can no longer have uh, use our 100-year supply outside of the city. Right. So that's what triggered the change. But our water department has been trying to make this change. It's an un It was an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. 
So we they've been trying to make this change for, I think, about five years. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have a possible real success story working through the legislature right now, very bipartisan. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Representatives Tarek, Laura Tarek mm -hmm. and Alex Colladin. So they have a bipartisan bill that sets up a water, not a water district, a um, standpipe district. Uh -huh. So what Rio Verde has always lacked is a governing yeah. agency that can, A, um, secure water. Right for uh, independent water like source board, right? yeah, and regulate pricing. Yeah, There was no regulations of what those uh, water haulers could charge. Yeah. yeah. So this standpipe district will create this government agency and already I know EPCOR is very much in the works of sure. securing that separate water so it will not be Scottsdale water. Mm -hmm. They will be able to regulate pricing and then with a government agency, you can come to Scottsdale because we do intergovernmental agreements all sure. the time and Scottsdale, as we do for other municipalities, we can treat the water. Right. And it'll just be at cost. Cities don't make a profit. Yeah, yeah. So so if we have that government agency, and again, I'm in conversations with EPCOR, they're doing their job and they're working on a long-term solution. Sure. For the first time ever, Rio Verde will have a secure water source and will no longer be reliant on Scottsdale. And that will be the way of the future. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, and it'll be a, you know, it, it provides a... Uh, template for cities for unincorporated areas everywhere. Sure. Because unincorporated areas, they don't pay taxes, they don't pay for infrastructure, so they are less secure. Yeah, hundred percent makes sense. So, with this new standpipe, is that like a new development standpipe? It's something they're going to have to build. No, it's a standpipe that Scottsdale has. Okay. And so, but previously they're they're using Scottsdale water. Right. And really, the the pricing wasn't right. Right. And so we can no longer supply water, mm -hmm. but we can certainly treat water. We have uh, one of the you know best treatment plants in the sure. world. Um, and it'll just... So we've got the capacity for that without Absolutely. really worrying about it. Okay. Yeah. And what's exciting is Phoenix is also now building a treatment plant like Scottsdale's. Yeah, so we're going to be... Yeah. We'll, that whole... Uh, you know, the two best new sources of water are conservation. Mm -hmm. And that's unlimited. People yeah, don't yeah. realize the... You know, everybody wants a the desal plant. can be plant. gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. That desal plant can't do what conservation could do. And the other is recycled water. Right. And I just want to mention something because our plant today so we get effluent in right. and we produce a uh, drinking water that's a higher quality than it's required of bottled water yeah and we do annual um surveys of our residents and 80 i want to say 85 86 percent of the respondents supported using recycled water in our potable water i know that was a little bit of a that was a hiccup in the last couple months right that was a big topic for people talking about the water that was being treated to to be actually potable water, but they're supporting it. That, yeah, I mean, five years ago, you were, no, it's we fantastic. Were all shocked, yeah, that you know, you know, it was like half of them were enthusiastically wanting to blend recycled water, and um, you know, forty-five percent were like, yeah, we 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 think we support that, but that's that's huge. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so let's jump topics, okay. and this is one that comes up all the time for me, right? And maybe you can give some clarity on it. Um, so the magic zip code. So 85254, right, is a Scottsdale mailing address, Phoenix taxes. Who governs that? Phoenix. And like Phoenix does. Okay. So yes. what? how is Scottsdale involved with it at all? So I think it had to do with, this is 
before my time and before yeah. your time. I think this is like a hundred years ago. It has something to do with the postal service. Okay, is how okay. it became this odd. Um, yeah, yeah, a little anomaly. Anomaly, is, yeah. but yes, the way you know is if your recycle bin is blue, you are Phoenix. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> so, hilarious. And if it's mauve, yeah. you're Scottsdale. Yeah, I love it. That's great. So, share what else is going on. What are your plans upcoming? What are you guys talking about? Anything new and exciting that? That we yeah. can talk to people about? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot coming up. There's a lot going on at affordability. We kind of touched on that. Scottsdale is um, looking at um, putting a second floor, for instance, on our Paiute Center. Yeah. We have to redo the Paiute Center, and, and we're considering uh, some affordable. And again, this will be done in support with grants. Sure. And, but to provide some senior, um, low-income senior housing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And another thing that I'm really excited about in this budget is people have, they, they're living somewhere. Mm -hmm. So our, the best way that we can tackle homelessness is to prevent homelessness. Sure. So we put in quite a bit in the budget for um, rental assistance. Uh -huh. So I volunteer at the Granite Reef Senior Center sure. and I do food distribution down there. And so my customers there, who I've had the same customers for three years, they're struggling with unreasonable rent increases. Sure. And these rent increases, in my opinion, are not justified. I mean, we're talking nothing changes about the apartment and they're slapped with $400 rent. Increases. I would put that as the number one topic that has, happens on Scottsdale Living on a regular basis. Because I mean, it's 43,000 people mm -hmm. and like half a million half a, half a million visitors every month. And I would say the rent increases in affordable housing and rent is probably the number one topic. It's it's scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, you know, a one bedroom apartment in Scottsdale is $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's come down. Yeah. <laughs> so now I think we're down to 1600 So rent is coming down. But again, the... So... If the legislature, and I communicate with legislators sure. all the time, if they want to tackle it, um, then what we need to do is have, I am totally against rent control, yeah. but I think there should be limits on how much a corporation can raise rent sure. without justified cause. And I would also like to see a scrutiny of these fees. Yeah. Um, and my kid lives in San Diego and she said every month there's like, you know, it's one of the big corporations yeah, yeah. like Camden or yeah. something. There's always these mystery fees. Well, it's like your, your Cox bill or your Verizon bill, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, it's what like, is that? Yeah. So there were too many clouds in the sky. Yeah. So uh, those fees, those are the things that are making our seniors and other families um, not be able to afford. Yeah. So we have a, um, funding for, uh, rental assistance and again, at is the, that a direct from the city program? Yes. And I'm asking, so there's a eight, I want to say it was almost zeroed out, but there's the Arizona Housing Fund, Housing Trust Fund. And under this governor and this legislature, I think it's up uh, at least 500,000. I can't, I, you know, 500, um, I'm not sure. I'll have to look okay. up the numbers, but they've refunded, I, I guess, like 50 million. But we're trying to make it so that those dollars, some of those dollars can be used for rental assistance because they were focused on new development. Sure. But what we need is help today for people who already live in an apartment. Yeah. And then um, I think over time, there are so many building permits countywide yeah. and in Scottsdale. And we do continue to add, there are projects coming forward that will probably get approved. They're good projects. Sure. Um, as long as we keep those projects in the right places, um, then I think 
we'll balance out. We'll get through this rough patch with the um, lack of availability. Yeah. So what does that look like? I mean, if if I'm a senior and I'm having trouble with my rent right now, is that I can just go to the city website or how do I find so out about this? Go through our Paiute Center, and I'm sure we're gonna. Okay. So it, the budget. So we approved the preliminary budget. There's multi steps. The June, sure. in June we finalize the budget. That budget kicks in July one. Okay. Okay. So and then I'm sure we'll have a press release. Yeah, and there'll be some kind of thing in place for people to figure that out. Yes. Sure. So talk a little bit about, so there's commercial development going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about Pima and the 101. So are you familiar with that corner? Yes. So what is that project? What What's going on? Like, oh, they, oh, Mac? Yeah, yeah, Mac. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's, there's not too much to say other than that land is state trust land. Mm-hmm. So we're, there's, the state trust is really focused on Scottsdale because they get a lot of dollars per sure. acre. Um, so, but that land, the zoning was approved in the 1980s and mm-hmm. it's industrial, right. which sounds scary, but well, it, I'd lived in right there. So it's a little uh, scary. <laughs> plus, I mean, plus you guys just built a beautiful, amazing lake and retention pond. Was, can I just say I was, very I know, involved in that I know. Yeah. And all, <laughs> and all the part. soccer courts and everything. I yes. mean, that's fantastic. Yes. And from what you hear or see now there's going to be like a 75 bay trucking depot that's going in well, right behind it. It's going to be very beautiful. So yeah. in Scottsdale, we do everything beautifully. It's true. Yeah. So the land is zoned industrial, but it'll actually be just distribution. But the trucks, and and this is something where the development review board and probably council will and staff will be sure. very involved. That land it buffers you guys from the freeway. Right. And it um. So easy the, on off. The yeah, freeway. the trucks have no interest in checking out the park. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if they do, we're gonna have a path to the park from the industrial. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, totally. And so they can get out of their truck and walk and go into right. the park. Um, but it, so it'll be. I, I expect that traffic will be sure. on and off the freeway. And the thing about this type of development, as opposed to apartments and commercial and other things, is it's quiet. Yeah. So it's low, and it's quiet. So we did have some residents come and say, we'd rather have apartments. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that would just triple the, the traffic for sure yeah. and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it's good. I mean, we need the continued development for sure. Talk a little bit about, so it's really nice to see. There's a lot more skies in the crane right now than there was in the you know years past. Yes, yeah. Um, so there's a couple down here in Old Town that are building. And then what's going on in Mayo? So they are going crazy. I think ASU's out there now and Mayo's building out there as well. Is the city involved in any of that kind of stuff that's going on? So the Mayo, our campus, Mayo yeah, yeah. Phoenix. Ours. Yeah. Phoenix. You know, that's a good question. I just met with them and they were telling me that what they were up to. It obviously is zoned because it hasn't come through Scottsdale. Yeah. There are some senior living facilities mm-hmm. going there. The school, the med school they built. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to get an update on that. But down here, downtown, we have projects that sat, you know, what we call, you know, just red dirt Yeah. for 15 years that are going to be beautiful. So we have a hotel. Um, so the hotel is probably already built. Just let's see, Camelback, just south of Camelback, mm-hmm. kind of near the entertainment center. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then Blue Sky, it was called Blue Sky. So yeah. Everybody still calls it that, but it's now Azure and something. And it's on... Just north of Camelback on the east side of Scottsdale Road. Yep. Two buildings. Um, they've lowered the height. Yep. And they're creating a tremendous amount of public open space so people can 
flow from Scottsdale Road to the canal without yeah, yeah. dealing with Camelback. We're putting through development agreements. We're going to have a bridge over the canal right there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yes. that's really cool. Get people across Scottsdale Road at a crosswalk, not at that intersection. Sure. Uh, we have, so the Kimsey, which is a project on um, Indian School and Scottsdale Road, the northwest corner, mm -hmm. they, and they've, they're turning the one uh, triangle building that nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. They're turning that into historical. Uh, uh, it already is designated historic. And then they're building a hotel on the inside. And that will have a huge pedestrian sure. path to get people. So the whole, all of the projects we're building downtown are going to get pedestrian flow mm -hmm. into our little business areas like this. And that's the plan to have it all the interconnectivity, yeah. right? So lots going on there. Um, the Optima yeah. on, was approved. I even though there were the, the main reasons. So which Optima are we talking about? The Optima. Up, the on, up north one? The up north. Okay. So Scottsdale and the 101. Yeah. And that project, um, it, you know, I just give Councilman Durham. Mm -hmm. He negotiated three or four floors down off oh, sure. the top. So that, and then I had through the standard that I had set, we're going to have um, 30% right. will be public open space. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so even though I didn't approve it because they were making the changes in the last 72 hours, and I feel like our constituents should have ten, uh, sure. the full 10 days, but uh, because of the work of Councilman Durham and the mayor who required 10-year independent supply of water, mm -hmm. it's a, I think it'll be a good project. The land is quite low. Yeah. So from the freeway, it's not going to look like a skyline, it's right, like right. like so what we see over there. And Scott, and yeah, and that's more development going up there too. I mean, not just the Optima, but what what else? The the new insurance building is there. Yes, the hotel is there. So yeah. there's a lot going on. And Axon will be building yeah. their yep. international headquarters, and mm -hmm. that is such a cool company. That's really cool. So yeah. basically, um, police forces, any security. Um, They'll all descend on Scottsdale right. to get their training on both the body cams. They're, you know, they're oh, yeah, number yeah, one totally, body yeah. cams and tasers. tasers. So. Yeah, that's really yeah, so cool. we'll be kind of the international center for that type know, that's of that's amazing, training. right? So that well, it's just good for us. That's more yeah. Yeah, more more people coming in town. So what about so we're Arizona's turning like a little mini semiconductor place, right? Yes, we are. Are we tied in that as a city at all? I mean, are, is there a way for us to get any of that kind of business or you know, that kind of development or headquarters or anything like that? So we're seeing a lot of smaller companies. So we okay. we don't have the land and we don't have that. Can you imagine if I put that next to your neighborhood? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, a lot okay. happening. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's, it, where it's at is perfect, right? Yes. I mean, where it's at is perfect. <laughs> That's right. So we don't have that type of industry sure. here in Scottsdale, but we're seeing um, our economic development teams are attracting, um, there, there'll be a lot of companies that are coming to support yeah. those industries. Well, I heard like 80,000 jobs at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, we should get some of those, hopefully, you know, yeah. that'd be fantastic. I bet you we're going to get a lot of uh, employees, especially those high-level employees yeah, yeah. wanting to live in Scotland. Yeah, which would be fantastic for sure. Yeah. So um, let's talk hockey, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Where can we put That's the easy. hockey team at? Well, we can't put it anywhere. Oh, man. <laughs> But See, hey, that hey, is such I'm, a bummer. I have, I have ideas. Okay. What about the reservation? What about our SMPMIC? Yeah. So didn't the reservation throw out a proposal about something where they just wanted I concessions? Know. I mean, I heard some talk like that. Because yeah. Salt River Pima has become this yeah. sports mecca. I mean, they that would be great. Space. The casino, the whole... 
So, I mean, how involved is the city with with the, the with Salt River Piedmont? So we were getting pretty involved, and I know the mayor's quite close with their president. And we're um, then COVID hit. Yeah. So we're I, we have a, a breakfast schedule. We we all want to work much yeah, yeah. closer with each other. Mm-hmm. So, but you know that that type of decision because it's so complex and involves money, sure. and that'll be up to them. But I don't see a path forward for. Um, uh, uh, you know, hockey here in the city of Scottsdale. Yeah, it could Sorry. be there though, which would be really, really yeah. cool. I mean, it seems like they have the land and the ability to do it. You yeah. Know? So that maybe I'm, that'll work. I'm a huge, you know, from the Midwest. I'm a huge hockey fan. Oh. I'm really bummed. Can't believe Tempe didn't approve it, but whatever. It's yeah. Their choice is their city. I think there's a lot more. There's always a lot more. To <laughs> oh yeah. It. Usually totally. it involves money. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Cool. So what else is going on? How's life? Family good? Everything Great. good? I mean, we're just now hitting June, so yeah. I finally am taking in all that the city council. Yeah. And then the two years prior, what we've gotten done. Sure. And I'm feeling really happy. And uh, yeah, this is a safe and lovely community that i enjoy year-round and we're seeing the successes and we're seeing you know really the i think the strongest um citizen input that um in gosh 15 years we've talked about that before so what are you doing as a city council member What's your path engagement for the citizens? I don't have to do anything but get on the computer and get invited to all kinds of community meetings, (laughs) and they're not always happy. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) But that is really how I spend my time, and there are just so many examples. I had a a woman who is on, um, you know, voucher. voucher. She emailed me that her complex, there was some health, you know, it was not being kept. Yeah, yeah. And so... Staff, our code enforcement went out there. Right. They're taking care of that. And then, you know, everything from I was the, the guy with the tree, you know, I was, the, there was, they're just building a small segment of a road. And some public speaker said, but then the trees will come down. And this was two years ago. And I rode my bike over to the where the road segment yeah. was. And there were the trees. And we just had the civil engineers put Go a bend to the, the road. Yeah. So, from big and horses, I'm I'm not an equestrian, but yeah. there was a dangerous section on a horse path, um, where was, was it like the Cactus Quarter area? No, it was it was up um, pretty far north. Okay, and um, it was just a little bit of exposure, and again, the staff and I went out there to have a look, and now there's a railing. So yeah. it is city of Scottsdale operates like a really, small it's town. It's a great reaction. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely quick to quick to fix stuff for sure. So whether it's something big, yeah. like, you know, like we need help with a Pima road wall yeah, yeah, or totally. a horse railing. We just, and I, and that's the commitment we have from our staff. Yeah. And so I, I would say that's about the only thing that would get me cranky is anybody, you know, staff, our staff is amazing. Yeah. And our staff is so committed to our residents. Right. And so, but we, and we per capita, we don't have as much staff as many cities. So, yeah, it's amazing. So the new budget calls for like fifty new fifty new city employees, right? Which yes. I was kind of, I mean, when your budget almost doubles in four years, it seems like a low number. Which is it is. is. I mean, it's good to see, but is that enough? You know? Yeah. So, and it, it takes a long time these days to hire, train, hire, sure. get the right people. So, but it's a good start. Mm-hmm. In uh, two thousand and ten. Um, during that financial crisis, it seemed like the, the city council at that time chose to have it, you know, chose to get rid of a lot of employees. Sure. I had someone tell me they saw the 
um, American with Disability Act coordinator wheel herself out of the building. That's heartbreaking. It's so. Can I tell you that that was a big priority of mine? Sure. And we we have an ADA coordinator in this budget. I love it. And I get so many um, calls from people who are blind or have some sort of disability. So this is not some frou frou position. It's a position that can save us money by making these people safer. Sure. So there were such serious cuts made in 2010 timeframe. So we're just slowly getting back up to those levels. Which is probably a good way to do it though, right? I mean, yeah. And our population is so much bigger. And, yet, yeah. and you know, some of those positions too is like IT. These are investments. Yeah. When cities get hacked and it- Well, I was going to mention like the cybersecurity. What yes. does that look like? I mean, I'm sure the city probably outsources a lot of that. Yeah. But I mean, still it happens, right? Yeah. We need the staff. Investing in those staff yeah. in-house- saves us money down the road. Investing in building inspectors saves us. Sure. So these these are really, these staff members are investment police. We're going to yeah. have um, uh Well, that's become a really competitive thing, hasn't it? Hiring yes. police. Yes. I mean, it seems like the, it's between the cities. It's like, wow. Oh. You know, that's crazy. We all get along as cities, but yeah. we definitely swipe each other's employees. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And Scottsdale... So one again, an initiative from last year, which was something I initiated, was Scottsdale always had the second highest police pay in right. the valley, except for Phoenix. Okay. So second to Phoenix, and we lost that during yeah. the 2010s. We are back up to second. Love it. That's fantastic. We were losing police. So. Yeah, good deal. And we did some on fire too. So it's been, it's been a great year. I'm ready for has, summer. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you totally, totally. Yeah. We had a great spring too. Great spring, great winter. Um, but as always, thank you so much. Um, again, this is Solange Whitehead. She's a city council member here in Scottsdale. You want to share with people how to maybe get a hold of you or, you know, contacts, reach out to the city sure. council? Always. I am on the city web webpage. So scottsdaleaz.gov. And I encourage people to reach out. I, you know, you're my eyes and ears. Uh, I love it. I get all my best ideas from the residents. Sure. Well, thank you so much. We always love having you. Well, thank you, John. You betcha. <laughs>